You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 295. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 295. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, hello, my love. We haven't been behind the mics together for a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Did you miss us, pod people? Well, they don't know. Oh, they don't know that. Because we're so stealthy. That's right, because we planted advance. That's right. We batched up. We got a good Smith system going. That's right. And Mm -hmm. we we dropped an awesome Would You Rather bomb on them last week. That's right. Let's not say anything in case Mm. anyone hasn't. Yeah, no. That's right. It was a a significant Would You Rather. Right. So if you have not listened to Mm -hmm. episode 294... You might want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is amazing, but in particular, you might find the Would You Rather a little bit more enticing than normal. But I am thrilled to bring you another episode, and this is something that we haven't really talked about as specifically as we're going to today, and it is this concept around when self-help or personal development goes wrong and what to do about it. And it's one of those things where... The blessing of all things self-help and sort of this online expert space, as they call it, what's beautiful is that I I really do think a lot of people are becoming more, quote, enlightened or they're looking deeper at things. They're thinking more about who they want to be in this world. And so I think there's a lot of great ways that it, it has catapulted people's growth. Sure. And then there's... I think some places that we really get in our own way around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shed a little light on that and tell you what to do about it. But before we jump into all of that goodness, we have a little time for uh, you to rock the mic. I oh, think. is it that time? It's time for a segment we like to call... Would you rather... And in this one, this one's pretty funny. Okay, lay it on me. Would you rather okay. scream out your last ex's name during sex with your current significant <laughs> or accidentally drink a champagne flute full of pee after giving the toast at your best friend's wedding? Oh, wow. Um, I, oh, yikes. This is funny. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I had to think because we've been together for 22 years. I know. I, like, who's my ex? I know. I was like, who did I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was, and I was going, mm, I, I guess that would have been BJ. BJ. But, I, but I guess if I said BJ. Yeah, I would have been like, okay. You'd have been like, I'm, I'm <laughs> Oh, BJ. Uh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, sure, babe. Go ahead. <laughs> so now that That's I'm thinking awesome. about that, I'm like, oh. That you might, might get work. away with that, that one. You might, can pull that one off. I have a loophole. This yeah. Uh, my last, uh, my ex was fellatio. So oh. that might work too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. This got very phallic. So where, but who would be your last No, phallic, phallic was the ex before that. Wow. 
Okay, did I take it too far? You took it too far. God damn it. I always drag it through the dirt. You do. Pro- uh, I would have been Gina. No, you dated. I oh, yeah. What was, was her? I don't even remember her name. Or Chelsea or something? I don't remember her name. Insignificant. That's her name. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool, but it, I don't really need you yelling out a model's name during sex. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But then I also think, oh, wait, but aren't there some people who believe that consuming your own urine is actually good for you? It's not your urine. Oh, it's not my urine? Just rando pee, yeah. Rando How would you pee? accidentally drink a flute of your own pee? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how do you accidentally drink a flute of somebody else's pee? If they, like, pranked you. Right, but they could easily scoop up your own pee from the Ew, toilet. It's not your pee. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I think... Oh, well, I, I think I'm going to go with the X just because I think I have such a great loophole. You do, and um, it, it probably would play well since we've been together for 22 years. Yeah, I think You'd so. Be like, oh, going the back that far back, huh? <laughs> what about you? Uh, I think you, I'd, I'd drink the pee. You'd gulp down some urine. I would. Wow. Yeah, I would. It, I think that would be a funny story. Be like, oh my god, and someone put pee in there, and I got hardcore. So, can you imagine where you're you're toasting your best friend and you're like, so here's to... Here's to a wonderful life, you two. We love you all so much. <laughs> and just like spit take all over everybody. Oh my gosh. So, this is a good one. This is a really good one. And we would love to hear what you would rather. And we talk about it actually every single week over in my private Facebook group. We do. It is called the After Hours Club. And this is... After Hours. <laughs> I still don't remember to pause for your stupid <laughs> live blurb that you do every time. Okay. No, I love it. I genuinely love you it. You love it? So After do I. After hours <laughs> is, is our f- private Facebook group. It's also a, a time when you can get a little uh, conversation happening with Mr. Smith here and there. He pops in for a cameo every once in a while. Yeah, and I do. he definitely cracks the whip on any loopholes regarding the would you rathers every single week. And on top of that, we do sort of an open mic Tuesday. You can share what's going on with you. We do warm, fuzzy Wednesdays. Thursday, I always do a live Q&A, affectionately termed q and Slay, where you can get your questions answered, things that have come up in the group. It's an amazing, beautiful group of supportive people. So if you want a very compassionate, amazing corner of the internet, come hang out with us. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you right over to our group. And uh, you'll have to let us know what you would rather for this week. I was just thinking we should do a loophole challenge. Ooh. Like who can come up with the best loophole for this would you rather? All right. Mm. That's, I was thinking it'd be fun to have just like surprise things like that. Like, okay, guys. Loophole challenge. Who can come up with, you know, something yeah, like that. I that's like a good that. One. I like that idea. All right. Hmm. Just, you know, creative juices are flowing. You just just throwing it out yeah, there. Just, you know, throw it on the line. Throw it out on the line. Because of mine, you're taking the photo instantaneously, you're putting the photo out there on the line. Is it online? Yeah, I'm putting my photos out on the line and I'm creating an exchange. Quick interjection. When you keep saying on the line, you do mean online. Stuart, you don't do that. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about let's talk about some personal development. Let's get saying. serious. Okay, let's let's bring it on in. So like I mentioned at the top of the show, I really think there's some incredible things that are happening as far as the personal development movement. I I also think that I'm seeing more of millennials and Z generations being more optimistic about who they are in this world and being just a little bit more confident, less influenced by what everybody else has to say. Not 
like as a sweeping broad statement, but just a little bit more so than what I see Xers dealing with. Yeah. And sort of the really deep rooted concern about what everybody else thinks. So what's in, what's great about that is we're getting more aware and we are starting to applaud our own choices and believing in ourselves. That's awesome. But there are some ways that it goes awry. I want to talk about five specific things for you to look at and just to kind of check yourself. And as always, whenever I say, here's the thing that's going wrong, I'm going to give you a solution about what to do instead. And with most things, personal development or self-help, a lot of it is around the awareness. In fact, all my students of Deep Down and Dirty will tell you that I'm constantly saying awareness is the win, awareness is the win. Yes. Because if you can catch yourself where things are going awry or where you're speaking to yourself negatively or what fueled a certain choice of behavior, you can start to change it. But if you're just blindly operating, you know, on autopilot you don't oftentimes catch your opportunities to grow. So I'm going to talk about five of them. I think a lot of people, if I may, I think a lot of people don't even know that they're on autopilot. That's right. They think they might have some awareness, and maybe they do, but it's all relative, right? Yeah. As soon as you find more, there's always more. Exactly. Yeah. That's tweetable, no... everybody. <laughs> as soon as you find more, there's, there's more. more. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Hashtag redundant. <laughs> I really like that you've been starting to use hashtags more often. You do? Yes. Yeah. Makes me feel young again. (laughs) All right. Number one. (laughs) Number one way that self-help goes wrong is to give preachy or unsolicited advice to others. I cannot tell you how many people Hmm. I have come across who, once they have started to delve into the personal development waters, the PD waters, and... They start to get empowered or they've learned new ways to speak to themselves or they're motivating themselves from something other than fear. They want to share it with everyone. And they start to see where their mom is really beating herself up or where their dad could actually do something different or how their sibling or their best friend. And they want to become evangelists. Mm -hmm. Now, that in itself is not the problem. It's oftentimes how we share it where we start becoming a little grandiose and a little condescending. Like, oh, you know what you need to do? Oh, you know what you need to do? Now, anybody out there who is married and (laughs) has been bitching and complaining about something going on with them and their partner goes, oh, I know what you need to do. Yes. How many of you are like, honey, great. I'm so glad you have a suggestion. Tell me how to fix it, especially since I'm pissed off right now. It's it's been my experience that that works every time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're worked up today. I don't want to do with you. I need to rein it in. Where's our it HR works department? Every time. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys can relate to that. If if you are in that situation where you're really upset about something or you're complaining, maybe you're bitching about your your job or your body. You're not. You're maybe being a little derogatory about your weight or something like that. And your partner jumps in with, "Well, all you need to do is work out. Well, all you need to do is just put your resume in." How receptive are you to that? Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, so yeah. that is also what's happening when somebody is expressing something they're unhappy about or maybe they're beating themselves up in front of you or something like that. And you jump in with, you know what? You really shouldn't talk to yourself like that. You need to say this instead. Here's it, you know, and it comes across as, especially if somebody is in sort of a vulnerable state, sure. it comes across as you can't do anything right. Yeah. 
And it's tone too, right? It is. It has a lot to do with tone. Now, that does not mean that I am saying don't share with people. But what I am saying is it takes a very specific approach. Yeah. I think it's far more effective to offer and invite. That was something that phrasing was presented to me when I went to coaching school, God, like well over a decade ago, 15 years ago. Jesus Christ. And (laughs) they talked about as a coach with my clients to offer and invite that it was not me to say, here's what you have to do. Here's what I'm not, you know, the agenda. It was really in service of the client, but I could offer and invite and say, Hey, I've got this idea about this assignment. What would you think about that? And presenting it. Same is true for when you are wanting to share a piece of advice, a little tidbit of wisdom that you want to impart to somebody. Ask them, just offer, offer and invite saying something like, Hey, you know what? I used to say that kind of shit all the time to myself. And I have learned some really cool things. I'd be, I'd really love to share it with you, but I do not want to come across preachy. Are you up for it? Yeah. And I actually did an entire episode on this. In fact, I'm going to link it in the show notes. I did. Yeah. I did an episode specifically about how to share personal development. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So if this is a sticking point for you, Please check out that other that other episode because it will give you more semantics and tools about phrasing and how to broach these topics. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that you know when I'm talking to my clients, I don't say "Here's an exercise program" or "Here's what I need you to do." I, it's never a prescriptive. It's mandated. It, it, I yeah. I bring it up more like. What would you think about trying this? Yeah. And and when I do that, and I'm obviously in a position of power in that dynamic, situation, right? Sure. In that dynamic. But but I want it to be their idea. You right. know what I mean? I want it to be something that empowers them. If I'm just saying, try to do this, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was told to do that, but, you know. Exactly. But if it's like their idea and they're like, oh, yeah, then it becomes something that they're more inclined mm-hmm. to do. That's right. And to uh, embody. That's brilliant. You know, there's also ways where you can sort of share personal development just by how you how you handle yourself, how you boundary up, how you politely excuse yourself from things. You know, you can really share a lot just by your witness and who you are. And it doesn't always have to be, hey, here's my TED Talk <laughs> on your inner critic. <laughs> right? And... Another another way you can kind of go about this is to play little games about it. And I can't remember if I included this in that other episode that I'm linking to. But when I was working in makeup artistry, what I would do is when I would have somebody sit in my chair who would start picking themselves apart and they would talk shit on themselves, which I saw all the time, I would say, all right, here's the deal. Next time I hear you, Say something shitty about yourself. I want to hear three things you love about yourself. And this Mm. was before I ever got involved in personal development. I was (laughs) just like, we need to knock this shit off. For sure. And And that's why you're in this business. And again, yes. Mm -hmm. And again, that is a position of authority in some way, right? Like they're seeking out my services. So it's a little bit different. But I do think you can create a playful edge. Now, what you said about tone is everything. Because if you said something like, all right, that's it. One more comment negatively. I want you to tell me three things that you, you know, you could be really 
That's negative in its way, too. Forceful mm-hmm. about it. But I always did it in a like, okay, I have a <laughs> little deal I want to strike with you. How about next time you say something shitty about yourself, you have to tell me three amazing things about yourself. Mm. And I'll tell you what, that put the fear of God in them because they it was <laughs> it was actually really sad because they didn't want to have to say something nice about themselves. Right. Or come up with three things. It was so much yeah. easier to berate themselves. Yeah, yeah. But then I would, of course, catch them. And then I'd be like, ah, bah, 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 I think we had an agreement. <laughs> All right. Number one, what do you love about yourself? You know, and I would kind of push them. And then if they couldn't do it, if it got really awkward, I would say, here's what I love about you. You have the best fucking brows I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Number two, you are so sweet to have done what you told me you did for your sister. You know, that was an incredibly generous giving gesture. So I love your generous heart. You know, and I, and I would do it for them if they wouldn't do it. Now, that is a very specific dynamic, but that's a way to kind of share personal development without being condescending, without being preachy, without forcing somebody like you have to listen to this podcast or you have to read this book or you have to have to have to, but just saying like, hey, I really thought of you or, you know, I have no idea if you'd be interested in this, but you really popped into my mind. So you're the whole come from. Where you're jumping off from, is it kind of fun, playful? Is it, hey, curious, vulnerable, connected, Mm -hmm. I love you, I thought of you? That's where you really have to check yourself when it comes to being preachy or unsolicited. Now, the other thing I will say about this is I have found this to be almost like a crutch for some folks. How so? Where they get like a, the, immediately whenever they hear a podcast, they think of all these other people who need to listen. Oh, yeah. And they don't think about how does it apply to me? Where do I need to move and grow? So mm-hmm. everything that's kind of coming through the personal development filter, they're thinking about who they can disseminate it to instead of how can I change some of my own intricacies in order to be more fulfilled? Right. Oh, that's all interesting. Right? So that's number one. Where self-help goes wrong, giving preachy or unsolicited advice. So if this is you, check out that additional podcast around sharing personal development with others so that it, it lands. Number two, this is another one I've done an entire episode around. And that is thinking that you are done when you have addressed an issue. Like, oh, I already dealt with my issues around my mom. Or I already dealt with that pregnancy that I lost. Or I already dealt with that job. Most of the time, for most humans... It will abate, it will subside, but most of the time we will carry our triggers with us through our life. We will just change how we engage with the trigger. Yep. That is the whole personal development miracle. It is not that you are not going to feel fear ever again, that you're never going to feel shitty or down on yourself ever again. It is that you engage with all of those shitty circumstances in a more powerful way. It then creates a much more powerful place for you to operate from. So a lot of times I will describe deep down and dirty as a new operating system, Mm. a new way in which you operate and engage with the world. Does it mean that you're not going to be hurt if somebody criticizes you or is derogatory? Of course not. You're still a human, but you will engage with that hurt differently. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. So thinking that you're done or thinking that you've just addressed an issue It does not mean that it's never going to pop up again. And so what I oftentimes will do is when something resurfaces, I will usually immediately address 
the irritation. Because almost mm-hmm. always there's a, fuck, I can't believe I'm up against this again. Again, yeah. Ugh. So I notice that. That's sort of the entry point, And I can kind of go, okay, okay, okay. This is, this is furiating. I felt like I dealt with, like for me, that's a lot of stuff around religion. That's one of my big sticking points that has evolved considerably over the years. And I would get so frustrated, like, I thought I fucking dealt with this already. And then I could stop and go, okay, if this is coming up again, there must be another message for me here. What is the message this time around? What is the learning this time around? So I want you to start framing up the idea that this is a journey for the rest of my life. Unless you're interested in stopping growth, which I don't really think any of you are, this will be for the long haul. It will mean that triggers will be not quite as potent. It might mean that your reaction time is different. Your resilience is going to be considerably better. Again, your operating system becomes a lot tighter knit. However, you're still going to be triggered. You're still going to go through stuff. So creating some sort of mantra like, I allow for constant growth or any obstacle is just an opportunity for learning. Or if this is resurfacing, there's something here for me to address. There's something here for me to learn. Picking something like that as your go-to when you notice that voice that says, I already dealt with this. Hmm. You have to find some sort of rebuttal thought, phrase, or concept. I've used this in my practice. Have you? Mm -hmm. I use it in the sense that a lot of my clients will say, oh, damn it, I'm doing that thing with my posture again. And I'll say, that's the wrong way to, uh, not the uh, the best way to approach right. changing a habit. Right. You don't yell at a child, right? right? You just talk to them. Yeah. Unless they're in danger. That's one right. thing. Right. Um, so just getting them to be a little bit more curious or, like you said, make a game out of it. Like, oh, I caught you again. Yeah. Doing that little thing. Come on back out of that. Right. Instead yeah. of yelling at yourself because that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Absolutely. You know, I, I use a little metaphor with my students oftentimes in Deep Down and Dirty where we talk about almost standing outside of yourself like you're a scientist looking at yourself behind a oh, glass. Oh, that's cool. You know, and you're observing. Like, you're observing this person's behavior and you're you kind of have your little – clipboard and you're documenting like, hmm, oh, it looks like mom issues are research. Ooh, looks like she was triggered by that conversation about religion. Hmm, I wonder what's underneath this. And so you can start to almost have this uh, scientific method Curiosity. <laughs> approach where you're going yeah. like, hmm, what's behind this? Where you're able to dissect it a little bit more without that emotion of, oh, what's wrong with me? Coming from a place of curiosity. Exactly. That's that's really what I try to instill in people. And I, I got that from you. Oh, thanks, so, babe. Awesome. Kudos. So start, start ad- addressing that idea that this is going to be continual and that we're looking for progression and that anything that's resurfacing is just saying like, hey, pay attention. And I did another episode specifically about this that was called, I thought I dealt with this. <laughs> and I'm linking in that, that in the show notes, if you feel like that's sort of a, a sticking point for you. So number one, giving too preachy or unsolicited advice. Number two, thinking that you're done or I've already addressed this issue. Number three, this one is really interesting and it's intricate and it's going to be different for everybody out there. And it is branding people as toxic so you don't have to have a tough conversation. Hmm. 
So I want you to analyze where this might be for you. One of the places that you can look is if you bitch and complain about anybody in your life, whether it is a boss, a coworker, a parent, a sibling, a spouse, whatever, would they be surprised to hear your real thoughts and feelings about the situation? If Mm -hmm. they would be surprised, then that is on you. That means that you have likely not given them the opportunity to be what you need. You have just simply written them off as saying, this is not worth the discussion, or they're not going to listen to me anyway. They're just a toxic force in my life. Get out. He's kind of making the story up. Yeah. Now, there are tons of levels to this. Now, if somebody is verbally, physically, sexually abusive, I think that's a fairly clear distinction for many of us. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the outwardly blatant people in your life who say things like you're never going to amount to anything or you're not lovable, you're not enough, or you need to, you, you know, in order to be a woman, you need this or whatever, whatever it might be. Now, there's a very fine line, though, of what you are allowing and straight up abuse, right? Yeah, sure. Because there are times where we're just simply at odds with parents or family members or whoever, and we go, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth the effort. But there is some emotional current. If you're still pissed, if you're still angry, if you're still bitching and moaning about it to other people, you're choosing your discomfort over that person's discomfort. Mm -hmm. You're saying, I would rather me suffer than actually have an awkward ass conversation where I call this person out on something that's unacceptable. Hmm. Yeah. So I want you to check in on, and now I'm not saying that there aren't people that you have boundaried up about that it really was the best decision for you. But I really want you to take a strong concerted look at this. If you have said my, my mom is just really toxic or my best friend was toxic. I had to get them out of my life. Is that the real truth or was there some evading of a tough conversation? Now, There's a couple of places where this really matters. I don't think you need to have a tough conversation with just any fucking person just for the fuck of it. (laughs) I I think that just on the subway, you know, (laughs) right. I think that there's two, two big reasons. One is when you're really invested in the relationship and you want to make it better. You want a closer relationship with mom. You want, you know, more civil family engagements during the holidays. You want a better marriage. You want a better friendship. And that is when you absolutely need to have a tough conversation. The other is when you need to be very clear with somebody. You need a boundary with something with somebody about what is or is not acceptable. So an example, I have anecdotally heard of this exact scenario. Let's say you have your very best friend who is married to somebody who's really rude. And let's say that that partner tends to tell you things like, your dress looks like a tent, or you look fat, or you Mm -hmm. need, wow, packing on some pounds there, Amy. Mm -hmm. And so you're conflicted because your best friend is married to this person, and you're trying to figure out, how do I boundary up? How do I... Now, you might look at that situation and go, it's not worth the effort. He's never going to change. No. Speaking up is to advocate for yourself so that you're saying it's unacceptable what you just said to me. Yes. So it's not necessarily that you're speaking up 
to make amends or to have this rich friendship, but you're speaking up to say, hey, listen, if you're going to continue to speak to me like that, I'm going to excuse myself because that is absolutely an unacceptable acceptable thing to say to me, right? Those are the times when we need to speak up. And that might be in your workplace. That might be a rough friendship or a family relationship. So sometimes it's worth speaking up for your own fucking integrity, not because it's going to get that person to be different. Sometimes yeah. that's not the goal. I like that angle. Sometimes the goal is your own integrity. It really is important. So I operate under that mantra for myself of do not allow my silence to make me a liar. I would refuse to be complicit to something in my presence that I find offensive. And so I, it, for me, as a rule, it is I will speak up for that, even if it's as simply as, you know what, I actually don't share that opinion, or I'll, I'll be quite candid with you. I do find that comment pretty offensive. I'm going to politely excuse myself. Something like that is advocating for yourself, is, is really saying that's not okay with me. And a lot of times we will lean on the judgment, we'll lean on the toxicity and say, but look at what an asshat my boss is. Look at what an asshat my my spouse is. Oh, there's toxic, 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 toxic. And we don't look at like, yeah, but what was our role? Did we speak up? Did they have any idea that what they were doing is unacceptable? Did we allow it? And I'm not saying you're to blame, but I'm saying you need to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. Up. Straight up. So I want you to start looking at your relationships and looking at, is there anybody that I've said, oh, you're, you're bad news and you haven't really given them a fair shot. You haven't really done that because it's uncomfortable and it's easier to complain about them. It's easier to sweep it under the rug. It's easier to say, I don't want to deal with it. It's too, blah, 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 blah. of course. But yeah, guess what? You're still fucking dealing with it if you're con- complaining about it. I've said this before, but everything is an energetic transfer. Yep. So if you accept that energy or just, and accepting it means that you did not say anything. To discount it to discount or dismiss it. it. Yeah. You are accepting that energy. That becomes a part of you. Yeah. Great point. And if you say something, you're volleying back, <laughs> right? You're like, I don't accept that energy. Checkmate. Right? And that's how I look at it. Great. Whenever I'm in those situations, I'm like, and I have to do it just because of what I do with my work. I'm around people's energy a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of releases and, you know, a lot of people speak to me in a way they won't speak to most people. Right. So I get an opportunity to really see who they are, mm-hmm. not who they portray to be. That energy is easily transferred to me. I feel it in my body if I'm not careful. Yeah. So I have set up a system of my own making yeah. of that's energy that I don't accept. And it's not good or bad energy. Just I don't look yours. at it as good or bad. It's just not mine. Yep. It's just not my energy. And I give it back to you. Yep. Yeah. That's yours to that's yours to manage. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot like my pe- piles of shit metaphor. Actually, exactly. Yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah, like I'm oh, I'm currently not accepting any piles of shit. <laughs> that's right. You're going to you're going to That's right. But see a, a a bag of shit or a pile of shit is a bad thing. Right, right. right? And energy does, Energy doesn't have to be like that. It's usually a you know, positive or negative. Positive energy, or negative. But it right. But there's learning in all of it. Mm-hmm. There really is learning in That's all right. of it. That's right. Fantastic. All right. So number one way that self-help can go wrong is giving preachy or unsolicited advice. So really work on your delivery with that. Number two, thinking that you're done or that you've already addressed this issue. 
So allowing room for that permanent journey of growth. Number three, branding people is toxic so that you don't have to have a tough conversation. This is where you get really internal and look at, have I given this person the opportunity to be what I need? Because that is on you. Number four place where self-help goes wrong. This is when you start collecting personal development and you don't implement it. This is where you have a computer full of home study programs. You've got bookcases full of personal growth books. You've subscribed to a shit ton of personal development podcasts. You're on a ton of newsletters, yet you're not watching yourself talk. You're allowing yourself to be motivated by what other people think of you. You are constantly in the throes of fear and you don't contest it. You don't challenge your negative beliefs and actually implement something different. And this is something that I really, really pride myself in. Because if you've listened to the podcast, you see that I do everything in a fairly formulaic way. I like step-by-steps. I like tangible tools. And that is one of the things that I think can go wrong in personal development, largely because it's conceptual. It's not tangible the way something like, oh, I'm studying this lesson and then I get this degree. I lift these weights, I eat this kale, and now I have these biceps, right? (laughs) Like you don't see it. It's all how you feel. I feel better. I feel confident. I feel as though I'm enough. And I'm actually going off about it in a new workshop that I have for you. And if you haven't checked this out yet, please, please do so. And you can get there very easily by going to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And in this workshop, I talk about this as a very specific thing that you need to shift. So in this uh, masterclass, so to speak, there are five different things that I'm sharing with you that need to shift in order for you to get to that place where you've let go of the perfectionism, Hmm. the chronic people-pleasing, all that self-doubt, so that you can get to that place where you feel like you're enough where you genuinely believe in yourself, that you're not racked with that self-doubt. And that informs going after shit you want, like the new business you want to create or the new job or manifesting a soulmate. I cannot tell you how many people I have worked with who have done unbelievable things like that. Yeah. Stopped smoking, uh, found soulmates, ended really awful marriages or partnerships. Mm. All sorts of different things. Started business. I can't tell you how many people have started businesses. I can't tell you how many people I've been invited to weddings for. Because when you genuinely untangle this internal shit that we don't want to look at, right? We would much rather it be our ex's fault or our job's fault or money. But when we really untangle that, we have unbelievable freedom. And one major piece of that is starting to implement instead of collect. Yes. So if you want more on that and you want to get the other four shifts and the things that you must incorporate, check out this masterclass. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. 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 The link will also be in the show notes for you as well. And it really is for anyone who is just done with all this people-pleasing perfectionism and self-doubt. It'll give you lots of lots of food for thought. And we'll give you a lot more information as well on Deep Down and Dirty, which is kind of my signature program that is radically transformative. So it gives you more of an understanding of how I work, because believe it or not, the podcast is just a taste. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) It's just a It's a tip dip. 
It's a tip. <laughs> wow. Explicit content for a reason. That's right. So Wait, had, I'm not talking. What are you talking about? What? what Where'd I, your mind go? I was talking about chips. Yeah. Just dipping some chips. That's right. That's right. Just okay. Dipping the tip of the chip. That's right. Number four. <laughs> collecting but not implementing. So if this is you, please be sure to check out that workshop. So now number five. This is another one I see all the time. Dismissing or ignoring your delivery when you have confidently boundaried up with somebody. Mm, explain. Well, it's when you get really bolstered by this idea of I'm going to lay down a boundary with my spouse or I'm going to tell my boss what's up that I'm not going to tolerate the way she's speaking okay. to me anymore or I'm going to tell my best friend like I'm not going to bitch about our bodies anymore and collude and you get all powered up and you go deliver it and you're like, well, that's just how I feel. Well, that's just how it's going to be. Hmm. Or you are saying, listen, I am telling you what I need and you are telling me that you don't care what I need. Like where you get real, you start to incorporate that preachy part. Gotcha. I got gotcha. It's where you discount how you are saying things. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't stress this enough in a way where people actually get it because they feel justified in their anger. So when they go and finally deliver the boundary to the spouse about I'm not going to be dealing with this, with the bill pay anymore. Right. They go and they they want to lay down the boundary and they're pissed and they share it pissed. But they feel like I'm laying down the boundary and they shouldn't have been an asshole. They shouldn't have let all the bills slip by. They did it. And I'm justified. I am validated in my delivery and how pissed I am. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been such a dick. Well, she shouldn't have been such an asshole. No, I'm just I'm not tolerating that anymore. And you lean on your confidence and your boundary as an excuse for your delivery. Hmm. Wow, that's nuanced. That's interesting. I can't tell you how many people tell me I have told my partner that I have told my boss that I have told my best friend that and I say, how? Tell me exactly how you delivered that. And then they'll tell me. And I go, do you think with the way you said that they could have ever heard you? That's a very good point. You cannot, you cannot discount your delivery. It doesn't matter how big of an asshole that person was. It does not matter. Is it understandable why you would want to lash out? Of course. Is it acceptable? No. So if you're pissed, you get a cold prickly. You go, wait, what? You heard me. You get a cold prickly. You get a cold prickly. <laughs> we never get to use that one, so I was oh like, ooh, this gosh. is a perfect opportunity. I got I do see my eyes. I know, you're I like, got, what? What? What, what was it? You, what did you say? <laughs> Yeah, you get a massive cold prickly. No, it's it, it's where I get uh, people who are so excited that they actually spoke up for themselves that they discount how they said it. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. pumped that they finally were, spoke up, which is great, you guys. Great. And you don't get a free pass to be an asshole. You are always responsible for how you deliver it. So if you are really pissed with somebody, channel that energy first. Go for a workout, you know, beat the shit out of your bed, do a primal scream, channel your anger, and then go handle the issue because you are always 100% responsible for your delivery. It is not, oh, they made me do it. Oh, they just get under my skin and they mm -hmm. pull it. No, you are responsible for your delivery. Yes. Whew. 
Okay. Ooh, so it's getting warm in here. I know. I need to shed shed some layers here. So <laughs> let's talk right about ahead. let's do a quick recap. Five ways self help goes wrong. What to do about it. Number one, giving preachy unsolicited advice. You got to get really clear about your methodology and your process for sharing personal development with others. So go listen to the additional podcast that is in the show notes. Number two, thinking that you're done or that I've already addressed this issue. If that was hitting home for you, check out the other episode on, I thought I already dealt with this, which will be extremely helpful for you with this one. Number three, watch out for branding people as toxic just when you don't want to have a tough conversation. Really check in and ask yourself, have I given them the opportunity to be what I need? Would they be surprised by how upset or how I feel about this situation? If that's a yes, then that means there's some communication in store for you. Hmm. Number four, collecting but not implementing. If this is you, I have a whole workshop about it. So be sure to go check out thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and get into action. This is what I like to call hitting the mat because you can read a million books on Pilates and still not have <laughs> ripped abs. You have to hit the mat. You have to do the 100s in order to get some ripped abs. And then finally, number five, dismissing or ignoring your delivery when you have actually boundaried up or spoken up with somebody. Hmm. So there you That's have great. it, my friends. I love it. Lots of additional resources for you this week. I do do hope that you check them out. That's a piece of actual implementation is doing something about it, is not just closing your computer or turning off your phone and going, oh, that was nice, back to normal. No, you actually have to do something differently. And sometimes you need somebody in your corner to help you do that. So be sure to check out the workshop. And I think that's everything. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix? I like your thoughts on taking action. Yeah. Like it's easy to listen to a podcast and go, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I'm going to get to that mm. and just put it on your to-do list. It's like, no, you have time right now. Go do it. Right. Yeah. Everyone has time to talk mm -hmm. kindly to themselves. That's right. Everybody. You have time. Right Everybody. All right. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to a loving and living your most badass life. Mr. And Mrs. Smith out. Out.